imagine like, you know, it's 9am, you're opening some gifts on Christmas morning and, uh, you know, your, your brother's like, Oh, let's put Nick's bucks on, on the TV. <laughs> like, like, no, like put the Christmas music back on. Like, I don't want to watch this crap. Welcome back to seven seconds or more. This is episode 58, our Christmas episode. I'm your host as always, Peter Harrick joined as usual by Duncan Adele. Duncan, are you excited for this slate of games we've got ahead of us i actually am i feel like last year was slightly disappointing i don't know why like there was more oh bad games for christmas but these all look good i'm excited for all of them yeah once again we have five games ahead of us they're all at the same times as they were last year the league is not that creative you know we've got noon 2 30 5 8 and 10 30 p.m all eastern standard times and so what we're going to do is we're just going to run back last year's format. It was a winning format. We're going to go through all five games. We're going to tell you the story of the game. We are going to rank the watchability of each matchup out of five jingle hoops. Uh, everything's out of five jingle hoops. So you don't have to waste your holiday watching a crappy game. And then lastly, we'll be trying to guess the line of each matchup a la Bill Simmons. I know that's a lot. I'm sure it'll be okay once once we do it. So we'll start with the first matchup of the, of the day, which is the same every year. The Knicks hosting at noon in Madison Square Garden. This time, they're bringing in the Milwaukee Bucks. A little bit of a fall from grace for the Bucks. They they played in the, the 5 p.m. slot last year. Now they're at noon on the road. Some would say that might be the worst matchup, uh, the worst sort of time to be in. Uh, but that has not stopped them from absolutely... Uh, owning the Knicks this year uh, in, a, in a redemption arc, uh, in a way. They have uh, beaten them in Milwaukee on November 3rd. They won by 5. And then on December 5th, they won by 24 in the in-season tournament quarterfinals. Um, just looking back at those two games, uh, Duncan, anything that, that you think stands out about these two teams? Yeah, you know, this is a team, the Knicks, that kind of have some size and you think would match up pretty well against the Bucks with Mitchell Robinson, who's out now, but had uh, played against them in the previous two matchups, I believe. Um, and Julius Randle, who go pretty well against Giannis and Brooke Lopez, as well as some others, with some pretty gritty defensive guards. And um, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson is feasible, um, and some other guys they got there, like, You'd think that would go decently against the Bucks, but I guess not. I wonder if this will be a bit of a redemption or if uh, the Bucks will just you know, keep on steamrolling them and uh, our guy Andre Jackson will be uh, maybe in the starting lineup again as he has been, I think, the last two games with a couple of injuries and kind of time management with Chris Middleton that they've had. He brings um, some energy, Andre, certainly, um, at the very least. I-, I am very curious on how this will go because – you know, like like we prefaced, they haven't played in New York this year, which uh, I know we talked about last year. The Knicks were a really bad home team. This year, they have bounced back. They've been a better home team than they were in the past. But the other thing that sort of stands out to me about the Bucks and the Knicks, the Bucks are almost they're they're very similar to the to the Knicks, the Bucks and the Knicks, just the way they are composed and the way that they. Kind of gravitate towards defense and a lot of like ISO on offense, um, but the Bucks are just a better version of it. When the Bucks have played the Knicks this year, the Bucks have shot 
crazy from three. They've shot over 40%, over 50% in some of the games. And the Knicks, for having sort of a defensive identity under Tom Thibodeau, they have not been that great defensively. And without Mitchell Robinson, that will continue to plummet. I think Madison Square Garden, I mean, it's a great environment for Damian Lillard, which I didn't know this going in. Dame's only played one Christmas game in his career. Wow, that's crazy. That's that's Dame time. That is clutch dollar Dame. I mean, I get it. it's a small market team that he's been with most most of his career, but still, that's that's kind of crazy. Well, also, it's funny you say like small market team. It was in 2019 when he played, and it was the Blazers against the Utah Jazz. So two smaller markets. Not like he was in, you know, the Staples Center or something. Yeah, although that was probably what the Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Utah Jazz. So. A little more watchable. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Dane, he only had 20 points in that game. I, so I think he'll be better. This game, he had, I think he had like 30 or he had 28 uh, in their last game in the in-season tournament quarterfinals. Giannis had 35. So I, I, I think they'll both show up. I think the, um, the, the, the Bucks will probably end up winning this one. Before we get to the line, though, Duncan, out of five jingle hoops, uh, what would you rank? the watchability of this game i'll give it a solid three jingle hoops you know it's we've got a lot of good games coming up so we can't give everything a four and a five so you know this game is it's definitely on the better half of games to watch it's not you know a, a poo-poo matchup and at the end of the day it's christmas in new york city you know there, there, there's something about it i don't know if you experienced a little bit about that just coming from new york city today yourself but there's something in the air i, I do you have any idea what the the knicks record is on in on christmas because they, they play every year, right? Yeah, they, they pretty much do. I can't imagine it's that great because <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the Knicks always have the slot regardless on if they're good or not. It's like, uh, you know, the Lions always play on Thanksgiving. They haven't been good, really, up until this year for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, Christmas in New York, they, they have a chance. I think uh, they have a chance. But yeah, I'll give it the three out of five jingle hoops where where are you where do you stand with this game you know what i'll i'm gonna give it a a 2.8 for the two point or for the 28 points that dame had last time because i think dame will be really good and i i think there's a chance that like if brunson doesn't show up or if randall because in their in their last two games first game uh, they played this season Brunson has 45 points, the Knicks lose. Second time, Randall has 41 points, Knicks lose. I think if one or both don't show up, I don't I think it'd be a quick blowout. You turn the game off, you don't have it on for that long, you know, they're up 20 at halftime, whatever it is. Uh, 2.8. Gotcha. Love it. I, I have the stat, by the way. The Knicks have played 54 games on Christmas Day, which is more than any other team. Yeah, because they play all the time. They are 23 and 31 on the holiday granted the knicks have been mid for the last 50 years you know it's 50 but you know they've been mid for quite a big portion of that time so you've got to take that into account but still not like anything crazy stat wise <laughs> like we'll, we'll see i wouldn't take that too much into account maybe christmas in new york isn't all that no i i last year they did play the sixers on christmas I've, i'm gonna guess the sixers one i don't have it up in front of me I just think it it could be a, a kind of a whole home game. Yeah, so down to a guess the line. You know, we got about two, an average of two point nine jingle hoops for this game. So you know, take take that with 
what you may, I guess. Peter, what what did you have as the line for this game? Well, my line, I have it written in, in white ink here. I, I've bucked minus five and a half. Um, I, I, it's one of my higher lines of the day as a spoiler. Oh. Uh, it looks like, what, is that four and a half you have? Bucks minus yeah. four and a half? Yeah, I have bucks minus four and a half. So All right. we're pretty much in agreement there. You know, you take the guard and give the Knicks a point, but the Bucks should be winning this by by a decent margin. Well, if we look at the actual line as I vamp, as I pull up the <laughs> line. This is our DraftKings Sportsbook segment. No, we're, not, we're, not, we're not sponsored. sponsored. Don't give them the free money, Duncan. But I, I'd love to be, you know, coming to a state near you. Uh what is it? Seize the crown, <laughs> something like that. Draft That's DraftKings. Yep, yep. There we go. Um, you know, what? I wish, I wish they uh, they gave me the lines right now. Oh right? no! Be... <laughs> Don't worry, we will get them. All right, I, I have I have a line, according to ESPN Bet, uh, not sponsored, uh, as well, <laughs> but they have. Bucks minus three and a half. Uh, Whoa. So I, they, I would smash that Bucks. We, we do not give financial advice, but I would smash that Bucks line right there. <laughs> I have a feeling it's all the, the New York people just hammering that home. Um, so, Duncan, you, you do get the win. You're up, are, you're up one nothing. Uh, with that lead in mind, would you like to uh, take us to the next game? Yeah, so I'm going to take us to a little West Coast action, 2.30 p.m. Might as well be noon on the West Coast. We have Warriors at Nuggets. Um, mountain time, actually, maybe. So it's mm-hmm. right about 12.30. So we're looking at possibly, most likely, no Draymond Green. He's uh, suspended indefinitely with some counseling. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll see some assault charges or something like that too. I feel like it's going to take more than counseling to get Draymond Green to stop being Draymond Green. But uh, the Nuggets are looking to improve their 11-2 and home record in what I think is kind of, you know, yesterday's franchise and dynasty versus possibly the future. Although the Nuggets, even though they've been 11-2, and they've somehow been disappointing. I don't know. Do you get the same sense that people are kind of just sleeping on the Nuggets or is it just them being up there mile high? We kind of just forget about them. Yeah, you might be right about the latter part. I think ever since like the the first week of games and everything, the the ring night, everything, it's sort of tapered off, and no one wants to talk about the Nuggets because they're not the sexy team. It's why no one picked them, you know, for a while last year. Also, Jamal Murray missed some time. Nicole Jokic, I think, has been fine. I don't think he's been, you know, like otherworldly. Uh, his fine is still like better than ninety nine percent of the league. Um, and also, they've still been trying to figure out this rotation. A lot of these young guys, they lose Bruce Brown, they lose Jeff Green. So they're, they're still trying to figure things out in their rotation a little bit. Um, but yeah, the Warriors, before I forget, I will say, I believe last episode I said, there's no way that Draymond Green is missing Christmas Day. I don't think the league would allow that. I, t- I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think he's definitely going to miss it. Uh, it seems like they are. He he's going to be away from the game for what could be a long amount of time. Yeah, I mean, sources were saying, you know, whoever the sources are, looking in three weeks at least, um, which you know is what five six games, depending on what's looking like over Christmas break. But 
they did have one matchup this season, and that was without Draymond, and Jamal Murray was also on that like little inactive like injury recovery streak there. So the Warriors, they lost by two points. It was 105-103 without Draymond. So, you know, this could still be a game, even with Jamal Murray back in the rotation. However, something that kind of surprised me, I think I must have seen that stat like in years past, Curry is a choker on Christmas. Who would know? On his career on Christmas Day, he's played nine times, which is nine games more than the Charlotte Hornets Hornets franchise. He's Uh averaged 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists, on 31% from twos, and 23% from three. This guy's averaged 42% from three on his career. You know, he's had some very clutch moments in the playoffs, but for whatever reason on Christmas, he he just can't do it. What do you think of this? He played a lot of really like tight Christmas games in the mid 2010s. There, uh, some will remember the 20, I want to say 17 matchup between the Cavs and the Warriors. My year is right. It's when um, Clay. It looked like he had a game winner, but then Kyrie comes back and hits a, it's like a mid range shot to uh, to give give the Cavs a win in Cleveland. Uh, but that that was a Kevin Durant team. Steph kind of took a back seat there for some years. I don't know why. It's been kind of strange. Then then we have the weird 2020 season, all the injuries. Yeah, I mean, I'm not making excuses for the guy. It is very strange because, you know, the only reason they're playing is on Christmas is because of him. So you hope that he'll show up. But, uh, you know, as we go ahead to the lines here in a minute, I think uh, we'll see where we're at if we, if we think he'll actually be competitive. Yeah, I think, uh, too, like, the thing I'm noticing in his previous matchups is he's either like in his last Christmas game, he's plus 24 on the box score Christmas game before that minus 24. And this game against the, the nuggets, it's a team that is willing to outscore you on offense and also show up on defense a bit. Um, Size wise without Draymond, I don't think it's necessarily a great matchup for the warriors. Like who, who's going to be on Jokic Wiggins, I guess Looney, but then, you know, putting Looney on him, then, I don't know I feel like it's not a bad match, not a great matchup because then Aaron Gordon is kind of you got a size mismatch there. So there's nothing you can, really can do against Jokic, but especially when you're undersized against Jokic, it's just not a great matchup. No, and it, and it'd be one thing if if Clay was was playing like himself, he's still not. He's still not back to vintage Clay or even where he was last year. Also, you mentioned Wiggins. Wiggins has been relegated to the bench. They tried a different lineup. I think he's back in the lineup now because, you know, there's no Draymond in town. But Wiggins has also been incredibly underwhelming. So they are, yeah, they're going to be scrambling for answers. It's going to be the Steph show, and then we'll see who else shows up. Jamal Murray will probably play because he, he's sort of been taken off back-to-backs, but they'll have some rest before then. So I seems like everything is against the Warriors in this matchup. So... Now we'll get into our lines. Uh, Duncan, would you like to go first? Yeah, yeah, I'll go first. I have the Nuggets minus 11 and a half, which, you know, thinking back, might be a little strong. But honestly, I think without Draymond, with the Warriors kind of struggling how they are now, it might. this might be a little – this is my, maybe what I would take the Nuggets in and what I think the final score would be. But I think the, the spread might be more in the Nuggets' favor than we think. You know, I also wanted to go aggressive, as as we sort of talked about the reason why, because I think this will, I think Nuggets are going to win kind of handily. I went Nuggets minus eight and a half. I didn't okay. stray that far away. The actual line um, is Denver minus five and a half. 
Oh, that's far too close. Once again, you know, unsolicited betting advice. Um, please bet responsibly. Uh, minus five and a half. Uh, responsibly hammer that line. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> responsibly. And take the Steph Curry under. Well, hey, why? Yeah, don't be that guy. Come on, <laughs> let's try to have a fun game here. That's true. It's never fun to bet against players, especially good players. But it's just weird that Steph, you know, he can perform in the finals, but not on Christmas. Like, you see the Grinch? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Uh, may, may I mention, um, or not mention? Before we forget, we do have to rank the uh, the watchability of this matchup out of five jingle hoops. Uh, I will start first on this one. I gave 2.8 Jingle Hoops to our first game. To this game, you know what? I have a lot of fun watching the Denver Nuggets, uh, and I have a lot of fun watching Steph Curry, regardless of if it'll be a close game. This is a nice, I think, put-in-the-background game. and You look up every now and then, you'll have, you'll have a fun highlight, stuff like that. I will give it a solid um, 3.3 for Steph Curry. Double threes there. 3.3 Jingle Hoops. Yeah, I I was going to give it a 3.2. I agree. It's going to be maybe lesser basketball than the Bucs-Knicks lineup, but, you know, it's Jokic versus Steph, which will just be fun to watch just because it's two of the greatest players in the league right now. Uh, Speaking of two of the greatest players in the league right now, our 5 p.m. matchup once again features the Boston Celtics. They were in this last year. Last year, they hosted the Milwaukee Bucks at home. This year, they're taking their talents to the crypt. Celtics on the road against the Lakers uh, in the 5 p.m. matchup. Some interesting things. The, the two stars here, of course, being Jason Tatum and LeBron James. Jason Tatum grew up a Kobe fan, also being a Lakers fan uh, thereby. He has 7-5 against the Lakers in his career. Uh, but he is shooting 50, 49, 85 splits. Yeah, a little silly. Uh, 24, and a, 24 and a half points. Nothing, nothing insane. So 7-5 against the Lakers, 6-6 six and six against LeBron, 26 points. That number jumps up to 50, 50, 86 splits. And on Christmas, he's 3-3, three and three, uh, 23 points, 45, 37, 87 splits. Uh, so basically, it's a coin flip here. <laughs> he's pretty well matched up against the Lakers, against LeBron on Christmas. Although, keep in mind, Celtics did win both matchups against the Lakers last year. They're both uh, pretty iconic games. You had the, uh, the Tatum game winner, the fadeaway on the baseline over LeBron in the crypt. And then the other game was the infamous no call, where Pat- Patrick Beverly shows the camera to the referee, and LeBron collapses to the floor like his world has just ended yeah and jason tatum was like oh yeah that was on me i definitely fouled him <laughs> oh yeah i mean he did you could it was, it was clear as day again that the refs missed the call yeah i am excited for this game though a little rivalry ahead of rivalry day whenever when, when when's rivalry day uh i you know i'll be honest i forgot that that existed are they doing that again I think so because that's the that's the Hornets' only national game, and it's against the Bulls. Because I guess Lonzo Ball and Michael Jordan is their reasoning, their former owner. Uh, well, depending on how far ahead they made this, they could be the Balls against each other, the Ball brothers. But I think that's, that's what they happened. did in the past. Is like th- those two things, but I think it's also just like oh, we need a rivalry game 
the Hornets. <laughs> you know, I have a great, you know, you know who they should have played, right? Um, if correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Miles Bridges was arranged in, uh, uh, he was arranged in Los Angeles, correct? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he should have been playing the Lakers classic <laughs> rivals. Yeah. yeah. Or they should have, uh, been playing the, the Raptors again. His rival is a Canadian border patrol cause they won't let him into the country. <laughs> hey, who knew the country of Canada is better at enforcing, uh, you know, so, some of these rules than, than the NBA itself. You know, not, not going to dive further into that. Just funny observation. Ha ha. <laughs> Anyways, back to the game. Yeah, in that, terms that, of that jingle goes, hoops. <laughs> this, this is pretty high. Yeah, I love to see Tatum versus the Lakers. Just kind of like it, it's exciting either way. It's exciting if he does poorly. It's exciting if he does well. Just because like, you know, you're going to see memes and rhetoric about it on Twitter for, you know, hours afterwards, whether he pops off or underperforms or does mid. So I'm going to give this a... I guess like a 4.4 Jingle Hoops out of 5. I think that this is my game of the day, the one I'd be most looking forward to. It's a rivalry. It's two great teams, Tatum versus LeBron. You know, it's it's exciting, especially when like the two best players on each team are matched up against each other, which they, they mostly usually are against each other, right? Like I wouldn't imagine who else it is unless they put out. No, no, it's got to be Tatum. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see how this game goes. 4.4, strong answer. Uh, I definitely need to go 4 or 5 or above to get that 90%. I think I'm going to go a 4 9. I, 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 I think this will just, the only thing holding it back, uh, this is going to sound very like, superficial, but it may be like the jerseys. They may just have some dumb jerseys that they end up wearing. Just give me yellow and green or 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 white and green, or or white and yellow. I don't know. Just give me something normal, something traditional. Celtics Lakers. Yeah. You know the, the the best rivalry in the sport. Do you know if KP will be uh, odds on him being healthy for this game? Like I know he's been in and out, but that would be. That's only my my only reservation is if we don't get that Porzingis versus AD matchup as well. Like, and it's kind of like a it could have been better kind of game. I think the odds of him playing are high. It seems like they are um, doing a sort of rest thing with him. He's not playing tonight against Golden State. Al Horford is, and I believe they play either Sacramento. I think it's Sacramento tomorrow. Probably Al will rest and Porzingis will play. So they'll have a couple days off before um, Christmas. And just because it's Christmas, I think they'll, they'll both play. Nice. Uh, one thing, as we get to the lines here, I think this is going to be a closer line than people think because, and I say it because people think, because the Celtics are 20-5 and five right now. They are tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves for the best record in the league, uh, healthily ahead of the Lakers. The Lakers are the eighth seed in the West. They are 15-12. and 12, But I think some of the games we saw last year, people know will be tight. The in-season tournament stuff, you know, these guys care about the big games, big spotlights. They're at home in the crypt. Um, you know, as we get closer and closer on, you never know when it's going to be LeBron's last Christmas game. Uh, although he will tell you, by the way, he'll, he'll let you know. I, this isn't this isn't going to, you know, sweep under the radar. So my <laughs> line is Celtics one and a half. I, Ooh. It's it's a little tight. I know. I probably should be higher, but stingy. I, I just think, I think there's some uh, LA stuff. 
that's fair. The Lakers are a team that can beat any team, as we saw with the in-season tournament. That's why they're so exciting for the playoffs. But I have a little more Celtics faith that, you know, Joe Missoula is going to have them shoot the crap out of the ball. And uh, I got the Celtics at minus three and a half. Okay, so minus three and a half for you, minus one and a half for me. The actual line is Celtics minus four and a half. We none oh. of us were strong enough. No, I mean just like they are the better team, but I, that's that's a pretty strong line for a game that could low key go either way. Yeah, exactly. I I, I think we we've seen these really close games, and you know there's a chance it it be, it's a really close game, and then just with the free throws it pulls away. Celtics end up winning by seven, even though you know you just. It wasn't in hand until maybe the final minute. Yeah, no, that is fair. I'm also just like with the the Celtics and the Lakers in the games that count this season, like in the in-season tournament, for example, I wonder if that kind of sets the tone for this. Where like, you know, the Celtics kind of feel like they came short and they may be a bit more hungry for a game that might have slightly more meaning in a Christmas game um, versus the Lakers. You know, they got their in-season tournament dub because, uh, you know, in, in the in-season tournament, we saw like, Darvin Ham kind of game plan a lot more with the variation in three points that we saw in their semifinals and finals. Do you think they kind of have this level of uh, offensive game plan for a game like this, or is it just kind of like stick to our regular season game plan um, and we'll, we'll, you know, let try just beat them the way that we win games? Well, no team wants to be embarrassed on, on Christmas. I think there is this heightened sense of, you know, that it's a bigger game than normal. But that's almost just true just based off the opponent. I, I think there'll be adjustments. I don't think it'll be in-season tournament level, but I, I think, you know, it'll be hard fought. I don't think it'll be anything insane, though. Uh, now, I do want to reset and look at things here. Uh, now, we're through three games. Uh, Duncan is ahead 2-1 to one in Guess the Lines. And in terms of our Jingle Hoops ratings in our most watchable games of the holiday... We have the Celtics-Lakers as the most watchable game, the Warriors-Nuggets as the second most watchable game at, th- at a 3.25 average uh, Jingle Hoops rating, and then we have Bucks knicks as our third most at 2.9. So we're on a bell curve right now. We'll see if things uh, sort of tame down here as we get into the second half Um, I mean, it's five, right? I guess we're already over the halfway mark. Uh, but Sixers seat, Duncan... I want to give us the story of this one? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Heat are the seventh seed right now, fifteen and twelve. They're four, three and a half games back from the Sixers, who are sitting at eighteen and eight in the East. So you know, it's fairly close, but the Sixers are up there with the title contenders. Although the Heat, we know, are a team you can never count out, and you know, it's Jimmy Butler against a former team, Tobias Harris over me. You know, it's always exciting. He he seems like kind of you know the proving the rumors true of being Michael Jordan's son, just like he finds any reason to give himself an edge over his opponents. Whether the stats kind of like go with it or not, you know, he's kind of about 500 in team against teams he's played against that he's played for, but it just feels like Jimmy Butler, you can't count him out. Uh, however, he will need a little more of than just those dog stats. Although he's got, you know, how my Hakez, the rookie making a case for rookie of the year, most certainly uh, first team all rookie um as well as you know bam Adebayo playing pretty well duncan robinson coming back to his previous form but the sixers have kind of been cruising with Embiid and maxi Embiid somehow is doing better than his mvp season last year he's been slightly more efficient and he's averaging 
uh, uh, two more points, two more rebounds and three assists, which gives him a stat line of 34 and a half points per game, which is insane. That's close to 35, uh, almost 12 rebounds, seven assists and two blocks per game. Uh, kind of a defensive beast. I always forget with Joel. You know, I always think of the foul merchant, but no, he, he's much more than a foul merchant. And Maxi with a jump going up to uh, 26 points and seven assists per game, shooting 39.9%. I wanted to say 40%, but not quite 40% mm-hmm. from three this season. So our, our second favorite Tyrese. W- would you rank him as our second favorite? Are they kind of a similar tier, Maxi and Halliburton? I, I think he's still second favorite. I mean, you can go back and listen to our Stars Born episode a couple episodes ago if you want to hear our full discussions about each Tyrese. Uh, no, I, Tyrese Halliburton still still the favorite son. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Maxi. You're still you're still great, but number one. Uh, you know some interesting things about this game is that it's it, I think it in theory should be an even game, uh, just based off the way that the league scheduled it. But I don't think it will be because Philly. They are a juggernaut, and we didn't think they would be because when we were ranking our tiers in the East uh, prior to this season, we had Boston and Milwaukee as our as our highest tier, our legit contenders. And in our second tier, we had the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Cavs. Based off everything I've seen, um, I would put Philly in that upper tier or honestly in a tier of their own between the two because... I don't have confidence Philly could beat Boston or Milwaukee. Uh, Boston kind of owns the Sixers, but I also think they've kind of separated themselves from that second tier. At the same time, we couldn't come to an agreement on the Heat. I thought they'd be... I, I, I gave them the respect of being in that Knicks, Sixers, Cavs tier. You thought they'd fall farther in the middle of the pack after they didn't get Dame, after they didn't get Drew. Uh, where are you on them now? Well, you know, I think what I said then was, you know, I didn't have them in the top tier, but I didn't necessarily have them in purgatory because they're good at turning nothing into something. And they've kind of done that with Jaime Jaquez. Um, He's just balling out. He's a a four-year player at UCLA. And you can kind of tell, you know, he's got a little more maturity, not working through all the kinks that some of the younger 18, 19-year-old guys are going through um, when they come into the league. Just a little more maturity goes a long way, especially with a team like the Heat that value that Heat culture and don't necessarily care if the player is 18 years old and they can have him for the rest of their career. So with that, like, yeah, they, the Heat have done it again. They are still the seventh seed. You know, they're going to have an uphill battle, but that's kind of their their mantra, their Heat culture thing. So they are definitely impressing me, but I... You know, they're, they're flirting with the play-in, and the play-in is <laughs> tough to get out to in the NBA with, with such a deep league. So I, I'm still pretty confident on what I have have them in the middle of the pack kind of thing. But, you know, it's a team like similar to the Lakers who can make a run in the playoffs. They just have to get there and stay consistent until then. Exactly. That's the thing. That's why regular season is so weird to talk about a team like the Heat because I think it all goes out the window. Once we get to the playoffs, just if they can get there, uh, how how comfortable are they going to be with the way they're playing, with their opponents, and and with their health? Because again, they are an an older team. This game will be in Miami, um, in South Beach. So first, before we get to the lines, Shingle Hoops, where do we have them, Duncan? You can go first. Okay, so I think it's pretty on par with that Knicks Bucks game. But it's just maybe slightly above because it's an 8 p.m. game and it's 
maybe slight, not not even better players, but I like watching the Heat a little more than I like watching the Knicks, and the Bucks and Sixers are about even to me. So I'm going to give them a, a 3.1, just slightly more than than the Knicks Bucks. Oh my God, I was writing down my own rating as you're saying that, and I wrote down a 3-1. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what What is your reasoning? Yeah, well, 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 my thing is I think it'll probably be a good game, but I think I'd only want to tune in later in the game just because I've watched so much Miami Heat over the last couple of years in the postseason, and it is just an ugly form of basketball at many times. Yeah, um, this is definitely, and, uh, oh, it's within five with 10 minutes left. Let me throw this on. <laughs> yeah, and, and with Joel Embiid, he's great. And, you know, he still is a foul merchant. He is much more, but he is also still a foul merchant. It's not always the, the prettiest brand of basketball to watch. Tyrese Max is honestly redeeming this whole game, what what he's able to do as a blur and, and as just a, an insane guard. So I think I think it has the potential to be kind of boring like the Knicks Bucks in terms of the play style, but I think it'll end up being a more a better game because I think these teams are are better uh more evenly matched up and I think it's a you know, you know, we we talked about the Jimmy Butler storylines. He's just a great guy to have in a game like this. Agreed. That being said, uh I'll reveal my line first. I I do have the Sixers and it's a little little healthy Healthy lead. I think, you know, it's a game where the Heat are fouling at the end, but, you know, it winds up being maybe a nine-point lead. So I have the Sixers minus six and a half to this. What are you at with this? Yeah, that's fair. I have them at minus three and a half. I was giving Miami a little respect here. And I think we're both going to be very surprised at the line. It is Heat minus yeah heat by one and a half wow that is insane i wonder if their lines have been like that all season where they just kind of get the benefit of the doubt um wow especially like the crowd that's going to be in miami on christmas that just i've never been to miami but it just feels like a (laughs) weird weird crowd and you know a florida corona commercial uh christmas holiday kind of thing but that's crazy yeah, it it does feel like there'll be a lot of like New Jersey transplants and in, in Sixers gear down there. <laughs> but also, what this does, uh, by the way, we are six days away at, at the time of recording from Christmas, so I think there's a chance for you know a lot of money to be put to be placed and a lot of these these lines to move kind of a fair amount. But this does even you, you and I in guess the lines two two, which is perfect. Uh, considering we are now moving on to our fifth and final de- uh, game of the day, which is Mavericks at, at Suns for a 10.30 p.m. game. Uh, if you want to talk about you know Jimmy Butler against the Sixers and his former teams, Luka Doncic against the Suns is similar because we all remember uh, you know, the 2022 West semifinals, the Suns blew uh, not only a 2-0 lead, but they also blew a 3-2 lead. Of course, we all know Chris Paul. He had a huge three. He cut the lead to 42. That's one of my favorite just clips. That'll never get old. No, it's fantastic. And uh, Luca was making that face up to Devin Booker, uh, you know, just messing with him. But that was the playoffs, right? And that was the only time these two teams have played in the playoffs since I think it was either 2005 or 2006. In the regular season, there was a stretch from 2020 to 2022 where the suns beat the mavericks 10 straight times 
The Mavs then took two in a row, and the Suns beat uh, the Mavs when they last played in March. So that means they haven't played at all this year. In terms of injuries, Phoenix, no Bradley Beal, at least two weeks with a right ankle sprain. Of course, you know, <laughs> this is expected with Bradley Beal. Uh, Dallas will probably still be without Kyrie Irving. He has now missed five straight games with a heel injury. So it's going to be KD and Book against Luka. Duncan, where are you at? You know, I feel like this is a team, both teams have kind of had similar uh, criticisms as of late, where, where it's just like depth and bench depth, where although the Mavs have greatly improved since last offseason, the Suns have kind of made it work with their kind of skeleton crew without Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker. They haven't played many minutes with the three of them this season. What, they've played like one or two games maybe? Um, but yeah, under 100 minutes between the three of them. And so like, I think it'll it'll come down to the stars. But it's just, it's just a weird matchup. I think it, you know... This is kind of out of left field. But Luca, since he's had his kid, has been kind of on a burner. Uh, I think he's had like straight 30-point triple-doubles or something like that since the birth of his daughter, uh, writing her name on his shoe. Um, He's he's a man that loves the stage. He's been making boo-hoo signs to the fans and things like that. And, you know, they're 9-5 and on the road, the Mavs are, and they're in Phoenix, who are 7-8 and at home. Luca loves playing in front of fan in front of fans of the opposing team. It seems like that kind of fuels him. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs take it, but I'm gonna peep my guess the line a little bit like this. I don't think the sports books will agree with that. I think you're right about that, and that does lead me to how compelled I am about this game when we're looking at jingle hoop ratings. Uh, I will lead us off. This is gonna be a, a pretty aggressive rating because I think Kevin Durant, great brand of basketball for Christmas. Devin Booker as well. The potential is just for huge performances, huge bucket getters on Christmas. That's what we like to see. Luca, he'll be a one-man show, and he'll be pissed off at everyone, and there could be a fight. I mean, this is great. I think think Christmas banter that could happen. Uh, I went with a 4-1 in honor of Dirk Nowitzki's number, 41. Uh, I, I just think it could be maybe the best game of the day and I think it, it deserves to be second pecking in what I've picked. Yeah, I think I'm a... What did I give the Celtics Lakers? <laughs> Do you have it written down there? You gave that a 4-4. A 4-4. Okay, yeah. Then I'm okay giving the them a 4-1 as well. I, I, I agree with that assessment. Honestly, the only thing that's taking it back from some uh, from Lakers-Celtics is just the fact that it's at 10.30 p.m. You know, it's a great West Coast game, but I don't... I'm not going to be able to watch the end, most likely. I'm, I'm a tired guy. Uh, so I will, you know, it's the game the game where I'm going to watch the highlights in the morning. Um, but, you know, it's Luka against the Suns. It's it's uh, it's going to be a marquee matchup. It's like Trey Young against the Knicks. I feel like no matter how bad each team is, like, you're going to be like, oh, wow, it's Trey Young against the Knicks. Like, it's, it's exciting. Well, add just the three of them, Luka, Durant, and Booker are – almost must watch in any game they play in and they're all playing against each other and even even without Kyrie who I think adds fun you know fun fuel with the whole KD Kyrie matchup and without Bradley Beal as a you know fun toy for Phoenix I still think it's gonna be really good yeah (laughs) who needs Kyrie that's what the Celtics said that they did they said the exact sentence they said we don't need Kyrie we have Grant Williams yeah I mean uh they're destined to play together I guess but uh, for for the win of today's guess the line, 
What, what do you got, Peter? So, you know, uh, you, you kind of foreshadowed my similar rationale that I think Dallas could ultimately win, but I went Phoenix in terms of the line. I went minus one and a half. Oh, it's really going to come down to it. I went Phoenix minus two. So uh, well, as, unless the line is minus 1.75, I think uh, one of us has to win here. Uh, so this is going to be a case where um, we were both off by a significant amount. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but it depends on what direction. Um, in this case, it is Phoenix minus five and a half. So oh, you're wow. going to take the win here. Uh, it's a very aggressive line, I know, five and a half. Yeah. Um, gosh, not soliciting betting advice, but uh, <clears throat> take the take the the Mavs <laughs> to cover there. Uh, take it responsibly, right? Responsibly, take it responsibly. Yeah. Use, use your your free bets with your fake money. Don't don't spend real money on this. But set yeah, five and a half set limits. Be responsible. In case yeah. of help, uh, call. I think the gambling line in Connecticut is like seven seven seven, like something like that. Like you know, lucky number sevens. I think that's hilarious. Or you can visit ctgamblerhelp.org. dot <laughs> org. Listening correct. to a lot of the JJ Reddick podcast, I feel I, like everything is the that's bad. I actually had to do a read of that of that whole read for school, and it had I had to go through every single one, you know. Call MD Gambling Help in Maryland. You know, uh, call uh, Hope and Why. Uh, you know, or text Hope and Why in New York. Oh, it was miserable. I wonder if they'll get to the point where it's like with the the, the medicine commercials. You know, where it's just like, you know, they're speed reading it at the end, like may cause side effects of blah 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 blah. You know, it's going to be that because <laughs> for now it's still like they're kind of reading at a normal pace. But you know, we've heard it all before. It's just wasting air time. Well, I think that's it. That might be part of the law that they're not allowed to speed it up. Mm, I mean, that would make sense. It's got to be like you have to be able to understand it, or else what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Um, but even if even if you hear them read really fast, that's them reading really fast. That's so not that sped up. Fair. It's fair. Well, uh, just coming to a close here on our Christmas segment. Uh, we have our order now of watchability. So our number one day of the game is 5 p.m. Celtics at Lakers. We have a 4.1 jingle hoops rating on that. You know, I, th- I think we, we or sorry, 4.65. Got it mixed up here. I, I definitely think it's the most watchable. The league thinks it by putting it right in that primetime window. Um, yeah, I, th- I think we, we did right on that. Moving ahead, we have the last game of the day which is interesting uh, for the night owls. Don't know how many people will be up for it. Like, like you just sort of mentioned Duncan. Um, but we have the Maverick Suns at a 4.1 jingle hoop trading. It's our number two. I didn't anticipate that happening. You know, I think it, it, it's fun. It's, we always like to see those uh, playoffs rematches and it seems like this could be one that continues on for quite a while. Our number three, we are going to stay in the West. We have Golden State, Denver with the 2.30 p.m. Nice matinee game as our number three most watchable coming in at a 3.25. Significant drop off, but that's just what Nicole Jokic and mainly Steph Curry do to, to bring this rating up. Yeah, agreed. You know, I'm kind of surprised that the, play, the team we have in five is in five, but I don't know. It's... Uh... Is it is for the uh, Miami 
Sixers and five Bucks Knicks. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, four Sixers Heat. That's gonna clock in at a three point one with the first game the ga- first game of the day. I had Dame on the mind for his Dame of the Gay. Uh, our our noon Bucks Knicks matchup. That's clocking in at a two point nine for us. Yeah, I- honestly, I-, I just think sometimes Giannis isn't that. Sometimes he's not that fun to watch, even if Dame is. Um, and the Knicks, I don't know. As a non Knicks fan, the Knicks, uh, other than Jalen Brunson, whom I-, I do love, is not always the most watchable. Yeah, but honestly, that being the least watchable game, that's pretty good. So it's going to be a good day of games. Screw ten- spending time with your family. Just watch NBA basketball all day long. Yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, let's say you watch three games. I think with the way the schedule works out for the day, I, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a good slate. So you have the, the game, the 5 p.m. game, depending on when you have uh, like a Christmas dinner or, or you know whenever that time is. You could have it right after or right before uh, that 5 p.m. Our second, our second highest is the late night game. So once everything's done, everyone's gone. Put the kids to bed if that's the thing you do. Um, <laughs> you can stay up and watch that. A couple of ballers, and then you have the one that's on as you're making your your food, and and you have you know everyone over the two thirty Steph Jokic game. Yeah, I wonder how it is on the West Coast. If there are any West Coasters listening, let us know because like imagine like you know it's. 9 a.m. You're opening some gifts on Christmas morning, and uh, you know your your brother's like, "Oh, let's put Nick's Bucks on on the TV." <laughs> like, like, no, like put the Christmas music back on. Like, I don't want to watch this crap. That's why you need to employ the big brain strategy of putting the game on mute and then having the Christmas music over the uh, Julius Randall bricks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely deafen those a little bit, but I. It is nice watching games like the NFL too, especially I feel like uh, with just no sound over it. Um, you really notice things you haven't noticed before. And especially when there's bad commenting, uh, commentating, it just like takes out one distraction from the game <laughs> because, you know, you sometimes you get sucked in, especially with football. There's so much dead time to, to cover or in the NBA when they're talking about some side story and you stop really paying attention to the actual like ball movement in the game. Um, it, it can be kind of refreshing. Uh, well, all five of these games will be on ABC or ESPN, not sponsored, uh, which means they'll be deep into their commentator bag. I guarantee you J.J. Redick will be on the Sixers Heat game. So I- I'm just going to guess. I haven't looked. I'm sure they have the schedules out. I'm sure he is on that game. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I feel like. Or they keep him in New York. He's local to New York, and they do uh, the Garden. Oh, I think that's what he did last year. So, uh, But that was also when Philly was in town, and, you know, well, you know, all them. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure he, he has some freedom in terms of that. Um, any other Christmas thoughts before we wrap up with that? Yeah, I guess uh, first on my Christmas wish list is a, a new right ankle for LaMelo Ball <laughs> and uh, the Hornets to be without maybe, you know, maybe only be missing two of their starting five instead of the four to five. Um, it's a little bit dramatic, but you know, they've been uh, without Cody Martin for a while, which who knows if he'd even be a starter at this point. Gordon Hayward's trade value, you know, we're getting closer and closer to, was it January 15th? Um, yeah. So we'll see. Let's, uh, you know, he's got to have some good showings to be able to get some assets back for him. I, I, I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope. <laughs> uh, I, I think there's a chance he could get bought out, depending on how things go. 
fair enough. But other than that, just yeah, no, no special Christmas with wishes. Uh, you excited for the holidays? Got anything fun planned? Uh well, I will have a designated spot on my couch at five p.m. for Celtics Lakers. That's what there I'm looking forward to. Uh, we are going to try to wrap up the show here with a quick trivia time. That's right. It is trivia time. Uh, uh, cue the sound effects. So today's trivia time uh, is very uh, qual- uh, where, where, what's the word I want here? Yeah, qualitative, not quantitative, because I recently visited the NBA store in New York City, and I noticed the merchandise of five players standing out more than the rest. So... The question is, Duncan, can you name all five of the players without getting three wrong? So, you, you know, you get three X's here. Oof. Can I ask one little feeler question first? <sighs> Boy, not written out in the rules, but I'll give you one. All right, all right. You can you can feel free to answer with however much specificity as you want. But uh, could you tell, by being inside the store, that it was an NBA store in New York City or could it have been an NBA store anywhere in the world? <laughs> Clever question. Uh, it, it it could have been anywhere. Okay, okay. So I, I will say my Jalen Brunson guess. Um, okay, I'm gonna say Giannis off the bat. You know, New York international kind of hot spot. Like there's gotta be Giannis jerseys everywhere. Giannis, correct. Good guess. Um, give me the uh, the chef Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry, correct. Two oh. out of five already. Former Brooklyn uh, Net uh, Kevin Durant. Ooh, that is your first X. A little, little, little too deep. Feeling Dang. too good. Yeah, I guess uh, people really are glad he's gone in New York City. Although that, that goes against the hint they gave me. Okay, so thinking out loud here, what does every 12-year-old want to buy at the NBA store? Got the Steph. I don't think there's a clay up there with Steph. I think they, the NBA does one warrior. Um this is throughout the store, not not anything specific, just taking it all in. Who are the players that, that were stood out in my mind? Give me Jason Tatum. So Jason Tatum might have been number six or number seven. Real Oof. close. Oof. That's your second X. Started right. off strong. Started two in a row right. Now you have two in a row wrong. Can oh, you my glorious back? King LeBron James. He's got to be on there, right? Yes, I... It should be kind of sad if you didn't get LeBron. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think, oh, good players in the league. Yeah, I, I did definitely did miss one there for a second. So, yep. you know, I got three out of five so far. I'm okay. Maybe take a little more feelers. I'm not going to say Wemby, although that would be crazy. Um, it's got to be just another another good player. Give me – going to stay stick with the internationals. Is Jokic on there? Is that a little curveball out of left field? No, no, no one buys Jokic merchandise, sadly. <laughs> um, so, interesting is you talked yourself uh, out of a correct answer. Uh, it was Victor Wembanyama, who Whoa. I saw maybe the first rack of shirts in the store. Wemby, 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 Wemby. Well, you know what it is, is no one has the Wemby jersey yet. <laughs> like, it's it's a new new to their market versus LeBron and everything. People, bat. People who want a LeBron jersey already have one. <laughs> Yeah, but they're still going to buy another. That's fair. And then the other, um, I don't think you would have gotten. It kind of did surprise me how much I saw this guy's uh, jersey and his face all around the store. Uh, but w- once I say it, it might make more sense. 
Zion Williamson. Oh, interesting. Maybe it's just that Duke Brotherhood kind of hype, but honestly, I think it's bad for the league that the NBA thinks that he's a face of the league. You know, you see it with the amount of Pelicans national TV games and that, like, kind of, or maybe they just bought so many Zion jerseys that now <laughs> they're, they're still trying to sell them. I, I mean, I did see the City Edition one up front, front and center, you know, they're okay. touting that one out. Yeah, interesting. I would not have guessed Zion. What do you think? Do you think do you think there's a resurgence possible for Zion or uh are his best days behind him? Uh boy, it's like it's pretty impossible to guess. Uh I, I think there can be a right scenario for him. I don't think it'll be as the number one option on a team. I think you know, if we're talking about based off the positionality and the sort of explosiveness you know, can he have a Blake Griffin peak um, where he there are stretches where Blake Griffin was an MVP candidate and he was maybe a top five player in the league, but he required to get to that level with a uh, Hall of Fame point guard in Chris Paul. So who is that next to Zion? I don't know. I don't. Uh, you raise your hand, Duncan. Picture this. Tyrese Halliburton, Zion Williamson, just. Bob City 2.0. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it could it, just a better version of Obi Toppin, I guess. Precisely what I was gonna say. Yeah, no, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, he needs he needs a facilitator. He can't do it by himself. And Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum are just like two halves of the one player that he needs to help him. You know, honestly, I think Lonzo Ball, if he had stayed in New Orleans and if he had stayed healthy, that might have been the recipe. Yeah, uh, that would have been honestly kind of nice. But that is a pair of ifs. Honestly, I think the reason why Zion is the face here is because I think I think the kids that watch highlights on TikTok and YouTube, you know, they see Zion and he's cool. Yeah. You know, he has the big dunks. He's like, it's going to sound bad. He looks like a big teddy bear. You know, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to like him? Yeah, I mean, he's not John Moran. He's family friendly. Who is coming back tonight, John Moran? Well, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, you will see have seen how he does in his return. I'm I'm curious and interested to see. Uh, you will 100%. Uh, there's no way. You know, <laughs> Unless Peter gets us out in the next uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> Which is not going to happen. <laughs> Which means we are going to wrap up the show by reading last week's poll results. As always, if you listen to us on Spotify, click the episode description and scroll down. You can look at the poll and Q&A of each episode. Have your vote read aloud and voice heard. Our last episode was episode 57, In-Season Tourney in Review, where we looked back at the in-season tournament, which just concluded in Las Vegas. Uh, In doing so, we also introduced a new segment called The Step Back, where Duncan and I, and uh, Dan, once he's back on the show, he'll also partake, where we take a look at old segments and see who, um, you know, in hindsight, if it aged well or poorly, and then, you know, we also have the opportunity to maybe redo a segment. In which case, last week, we redid our... Boy, sorry, that's just a lot of words. Where We revisited our franchise cornerstones. Dunk and I redrafted them uh, out of the teams. These were the two teams, just as a quick refresher. Duncan had Luka Doncic, Tyrese Halliburton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Victor Wenbanyama, and Jalen Williams. I had Jason Tatum, Nikola Jokic, Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilchrist, Alexander, and Anthony Edwards. <laughs> no. We're six days later. 
<laughs> Honestly, Anthony Edwards, like, it totally makes sense. He, he's just always, like, one mistake away. You know, you can tell sometimes that the man's, like, only, what, 21 years old. You know what? I guess, like, paying a baby mama is, all things considered, not that heinous, right? It's just stupid, maybe. I don't know. I, no one knows the full details here. Yeah. Yeah, so... So um, we asked the people who drafted the better team, and guess what? People said me, Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> I really threw with that Jalen Williams pick. <laughs> I yeah, I think you might have. I I think, I think it just you look at it on paper, it, it doesn't stand out, even if it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, but no, there definitely a couple other guys I could have chosen there, but no, both good teams. I'm excited to see revisit that in like a year or two and see. Uh, if any of our picks aged horribly or well. <laughs> well, yeah, Mr. Allegations was not in uh, this edition. He was in the original edition. Um, you know, we'll see if there's any other allegations that pop up for any of these guys. Hopefully not. We don't want that, obviously. We, we just want NBA basketball. And then our Q&A was, what was your favorite part of the in-season tournament? I actually submitted a reply because there's something I kind of wanted to talk about that I kind of forgot to mention. You know the players not knowing how it worked. That kind of that kind of cracked me up. You know they were they were just going out there and they were like, oh, whatever, let's just try to win the game, I guess. Let's not worry about all that other stuff. Let's have some assistant three deep on the bench worry about that. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of funny, especially with like the Joe Mazzola telling them you got to keep scoring, you got to keep scoring. They're probably just like, what are we doing? <laughs> hey, they almost blew that game naturally, so. It, di- it didn't really matter the differential at a certain degree. Um, so as, as we're, you know, really finishing up here, uh, we're not going to have a league pass game to the week because the schedule is kind of weird because of Christmas, because um, we basically did a larger version of that by doing this episode. But when we looked at all of our, our Christmas games, so uh, Duncan, anything to say on the way out? Oh, I have a, safe travels to wherever you're traveling for Christmas or the holidays and let's watch some basketball. Yeah, let's do it. I hope everyone has a good time watching these games. If they don't watch them, I hope they, you know, are doing better other things than watching NBA basketball on Christmas. If you're not watching NFL football for the fantasy uh, football playoffs, (laughs) not that probably. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you want to do, have a good time. Have a good, happy, safe holiday season. And we will see you all next time.